This is it's gonna all... be the show that tips us in the direction of nobody ever listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> Get to know the real us, and they're going to hear you going up. But I hate my audience, and I like to be in control. And you're hearing me going, "We don't hate our audience. We love our audience." It's like we sound like freaking Jekyll and Hyde. I think that was the intro <laughs> clip he's going to use for this episode. Welcome to Podcast Junkies, aka the Podcaster's Voice. This is the show where we look for interesting voices in podcasting. Get them on the show. Have them talk a little bit about themselves, why they're into podcasting, and then we let the conversation go from there. So this is what I'd like to call experiment number 50. I think it's an indication of the fact that I want to improve with each episode, and in fact, for me, it's like an experiment. It's something that I'm trying, and every time I tweak like a little aspect of the show or something that I want to put something into play that I, that I've tried or, or, or that I want to get better at my interview technique or the questions that I ask or the prep or the format or the, or what I say at the end or at the beginning, whatever it is. So it's a milestone episode. It's 50. And as I've heard other podcasters do, it's, it's a point of, intro not introspection but it's more as a point of reflection on the past year and I, and I think it's important because I'm also a fan of um ta- you know the the way people manage tasks and productivity and and goal setting and sometimes when you look back at the progress you've made like last year it's easier to do that when time's passed like if I look back at last week how am I different last week from this week it's going to be hard to tell. But how am I different between episode one and episode 50? I mean, episode one, April 2014, episode 50, now August 2015. A lot has happened since then. And so I think milestones are important. So for this episode, I wanted to bring back a previous guest, Chris Cerrone of The Cerrone Show and his co-host, Lacey. Ursioli, who's actually never been on the show. So it's not a complete new, uh, repeat guest. It's a sort of a half repeat guest. <laughs> so I think why I wanted to have them on is because they're really good friends of mine, really trusted friends. It's, it's funny, I smile as I say that, but I've, I haven't really known them that long since I started podcasting. So um but in the podcasting space, you tend to connect with people who are of the same mind and who you value as a friend and whose opinions you trust. And so Chris was one of those early listeners who had faith in me. And we sort of connected the minute we met. And you can hear that in our episode. I, th- I believe it was nine. I probably should have that handy, but I think it's episode nine with Chris Cerrone. And so it's been interesting to watch them because about 50 or some odd episodes in, he brought on Lacey and the dynamic of the show completely changed. And I think as the show progressed, they definitely found their voice. But towards the end, it seemed like they were struggling to figure out what direction the show should go. And I think um, 
rightfully so, they they put it on hold until they could regroup. And so we talk about that, and we talk about why it's important to be true to yourself and to figure out what it is that you want to do when you get behind the microphone and who do you want to serve. And how much stock you should put in other people's opinions. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. If you've never heard of the Saron Show, then it's still a fascinating discussion. Because you can apply what we're talking about, not just to podcasting, but to any other uh, endeavor you've taken on. You could be a painter, you could be an artist, uh, you could... Well, technically a painter is an artist, but you could be a writer, uh, a truck driver. And at some point you get to, you know, you feel like you're dialing it in and you have to ask yourself, is this what I really want to be doing? You know, it could be something that you were passionate about at the beginning, but then now you're just like, hmm, I don't know. So we try to tackle that in this, in this discussion and I hope you enjoy it. And You'll let me know whether you did or not, but this is the conversation between my friends, Chris and Lacey. So you, you, this would be the first time that I have a repeat guest on the podcast. Really? My first time on the show. So in a way, it's a new episode because it's version two of the Saron show. Okay. And Lacey's never been on. Yeah. And uh, Chris has been on. So I, I almost think like episode 50s should be an opportunity to reflect. All right. We, we've been doing a lot of that lately, so that's fine. Yeah, so that's good. What do you, so you, we'll just let you take the lead. Like anything you want us to touch on specifically or we know you're no. very late back. We'll just go. We'll just go. We started oh. already. Exactly. I was going to say he started. Already. I didn't realize we started already. <laughs> Are you kidding? Seriously? Yeah. No, I've messed up the show. It's great. <laughs> you can't mess up a show because... The whole idea of this podcast, I now realize, is for listeners to get an understanding of who you guys are as hosts. Yeah. And if there's, and if you guys don't get along, then people should know that. <laughs> I'm not getting along. All right. Yeah, that's true sometimes. <laughs> I've never. I love, that, I love that you knew he started. You didn't even give me the damn cue to shut up. Because I'm. You're like, supposed to be my what? partner. As your partner, would I ever put you in a in a place that you would be hurt or taken advantage of? Never. We're not talking about being taken advantage of. We're just talking about the fact that he started the show and I didn't know. I love it. Thanks, partner. I've I've never I was gonna say been with somebody. I've I've never been partners with somebody or have had someone in my life, such as Lacey, uh, that I could like you know what it's like? It's like having children. Sometimes you wanna strangle them. But at the same time, you just want to hug them, too. It's weird. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Back to you, Harry. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if, because um, what happened with Saron Show is it's, it's sort of tapered off. It wasn't like we're stopping and then until at the point you guys said, yeah, we're stopping. But at that point, everyone, yeah, it was obvious to everyone else because, yeah, there's no more episodes. So obviously you're stopping. We're very nostalgic and we, we're paying our ode to, to Alf. How about this? I would it never, Alf never off. had a, a never final. had a season finale. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> no, it didn't taper off. It came to a hard stop, for sure, and not by not by design, but because 
life and career and what um, opportunities came from the podcast took took over, you know, and our lives had to, we had to focus on what was going to pay our bills, you know what I mean? And focus on some of the things that we, we uh, were working on. And it, it just made more sense for us to give it a break. Do I think we did it the right way? Would I ever give anybody that advice to hard stop and give no explanation? Absolutely not. But it's given a little bit of a lure to the fact that uh, people want to know what happened and there's a little bit of a buzz. Like, where are you? What's going on? So it, it, it's yes. To just say almost what you just said. Don't, don't repeat it. Or if you're going to repeat it, you got to oh. say it better. To pile on to that. Absolutely right. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody, but there, there comes to a, a point where you're like uncle, you know what I mean? Like, so you were burnt out. It wasn't. Yeah. No, we were, I think you, yes. Yes. I was burnt out, but I don't think I was burnt out from the show or no. from the consulting work no. or from stuff that was happening personally at home or, for, you know what I mean? I, I don't think it was just one thing. It was kind of like burnt from just everything. And we sat down and it's like, what? I don't, I don't want to sound like corporate America, but it's like, let's trim the fat. Like, what's the one thing that we can trim right now that would really help us breathe again. And unfortunately, it was the one thing that we both love the most. And that was the show. And let me say this too. You know, we, we both had started to um, develop a little bit of a, I don't know, a wince every time we had to record a show because it was like the show hadn't, it wasn't what we wanted it to be. And we didn't have the time to invest in it to make it what it needed to be in our eyes. You know, it started to evolve and we let it kind of run on its own. We didn't have a, a goal or, or an outlined plan. And so it turned into this internet markety kind of show for more, more shows, more episodes than we were proud to say. Nothing wrong with those. It just wasn't our style. It's not what we wanted to do. So every time we'd go do a show, it was like, okay. And we didn't, and, and we didn't want the audience to feel that if, if they did, we're sorry, but we didn't want them to, it continue wasn't us. to feel it. It wasn't us. Yeah. So when, so taking a break from the show gave us this opportunity to really clear our heads and come back with get back to our roots and really like sift away all the BS and go, well, what do we want to do in this show? Like, what are we, what's our goal here? Our goal is to have fun and get on the mic and interview cool people. So get away from, we have to teach a lesson every episode, get away from, Oh, we've got to provide amazing inspirational value and let's just get on the show and see what people think. You know, if I could be honest, like real honest, I was getting tired of who we were becoming in a way. And what do you, what do you mean by that? It just felt like to me, that every chance, and actually I'll just speak for myself. I won't speak for you. It just felt like every chance we got, it was like talking about us. You know what I mean? It was just like too much us, us, if that makes sense. And I know we're totally taking over the show. Sorry, Harry. But the other this thing. This is your show. What do you mean? <laughs> I wanted to say, well, we haven't even given you a chance. But I was going to say too, because you have this mic and because our shows took this left turn into internet marketing land, we all of a sudden were being looked at as experts in this field and we're not. We have experience and, we, and we've definitely um, learned a ton in the last year, especially working with clients and things like that. But we were being asked questions that we were bullshitting, if I can just be real. And we didn't feel good about bullshitting answers to people who were looking to us for answers. So we started going... Uh, you know, and I'm not saying all of them are bullshit, but I'm just saying I, I would say bullshit's a little strong. I would say we are definitely following the rule of we know 10% more right, right. than you so we could teach it or talk about it. But we were just like really leaning into that 10%. And I just didn't, we didn't feel good about, about uh, somebody asking us about whatever X, Y, Z and us being like, well, here's how you need to do it. And we're like, well, that's just because we read it in one blog post. Like really we need to know what we're talking about. So we took the time that we took off the, from the show to really dive in, test 
tr- market, do all these things that we know we've been asked about so that we now know moving forward, if we ever get asked or if we ever, like if that conversation ever starts to come up again, that we feel better about giving those answers now. No. So what I was asking is if you guys, you guys felt like you were running out of things to say. I wouldn't say we were running out of things to say because we always had cool new guests. Like some of our best guests were, were our last few episodes that we had, like Nisha Tate, UFC fighter, some other people like Steve Vildarian, yeah. the um, HBO writer. He was awesome. So we had some of our most amazing guests towards the end and we didn't run out of things to say. It's when we didn't have a guest or we didn't. Um, yeah, I guess when we didn't have a guest, we were like, well, now what? You now know, and it what? turned into more about, let's talk about what we've been up to. We've been so busy. No, we can't tell you what we're doing, but we're busy. It yeah, just even, into, like, even that got old. It just got old, you know. So we want to really be able to think ahead, pre-plan the show, have have um, an amazing lineup of guests and not waver. And when we don't have a guest, that we have something planned for when we don't have a guest. You know what I mean? Before we were doing three shows a week, then we had to go down to one show a week. Then it was like, now we're scrambling for content. You know, it's just, it's constant like battle of, of trying to figure out what are we going to do. And I think so when we come back for season two, there'll be a full fledged plan and you'll, you'll be able to feel it in the show. You know what it was is we did not know how to say no. That's exactly what it was. All we did was say yes. Oh, work with this client. Yes. Oh, do this project. Yes. Oh, do this. Yes. Everything was yes, 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 yes. And then it just diluted our, our efforts on the show. When you said you didn't, when you say you didn't have, you didn't say no, do you mean that you were saying, you weren't saying no to outside projects? Yeah. Yeah. We we're saying yes to literally everything, even stuff that we didn't get paid for. We didn't like, not to say we do everything for money, but just stuff that's obviously, too much for us to take on. Like some of it was like big projects that we wouldn't got paid for, noticed for nothing. But we have such bleeding hearts. We're like, of course we'll help you. We'll do everything. And it's like, how many times could you do that before you start self-destructing yourself, which is kind of what happened. Yeah, we were like a ticking time bomb. And so that bled into no new creative ideas for the show. No new creative, you know, we were, we were, fix my mic here as I, as I get animated like an Italian <laughs> and start talking with my hand. We were so busy with all these other things that anything, any effort that went towards the show fell onto our assistant, Sheena, who was doing her best, but she, you know, she, it wasn't her show, you know, yeah. she wasn't, um, tasked with the things that she should have been tasked with, which is seeking out amazing, awesome, cool ass new guests. She was just ha- helping us handle the workload. You know what I mean? It just, it, we just, it was a ticking time bomb. We just took a bit off more than we could chew. Which is the greatest thing I think we could have ever done yeah. because it was such a learning experience and, and just so many things came out of it about who we are together, who we are as individuals, work ethics, how we worked, just like everything, right? Like, what's really important when we decided to do season two and and bring the whole thing back, the conversation was, okay, at the end of the day, if we were to just take everything out of the picture, like not care about the Sarone, like literally strip it down to its most purest form. Do we like getting on these microphones and talking? Yes. So we both checked that off, right? Step two, could we do this? if we had no audience whatsoever, if there was no Sarone show and we were starting from scratch and like no one would listen to us for a year, we both immediately were like, yes. Like we love, absolutely love podcasting so much. Not because of, well, in addition to what it is and the reach and all this other cool stuff, but like for us together, it's our creative outlet. Like it's the one thing it's, 
Lacey said this best. I don't remember if you said it on our show or in an interview or whatever. You just said it so many times that I think you said it publicly. Like podcasting is your new dance and it's my new skateboarding. Yeah. If that makes sense. That makes total sense because I think you don't want to feel like you're dialing it in and like you want to be. And I guess, like you said, that's the test, right? If there was, there's no one, no one had ever heard of you guys. And I think, you know, I can relate because it's such a fantastic platform and just the range of the guests that I'm getting to speak to, the conversations I'm having, and then the way that I'm improving myself as an interviewer is just fascinating to watch the whole thing, this new hobby that I never even thought I would be interested in like three, two or three years ago that didn't even exist. Yeah, and I think it, to your, you said it a moment ago, you didn't want to just call it in or dial it in. And that's, I wouldn't say we were doing that with the sh- with every episode, but definitely, you know, out of every four episodes, there was at least one in there that we were like, oh, well, let's just get it done. Let's just get it over with. And not that we didn't know how to turn it on and figure it out when we were on the mic, but it just felt like we weren't respecting our audience and the people who were listening and the people who lean in every week to try to see what lesson we're going to bring or see what great guests we're going to bring. It just felt like we were cheating them out of what they had signed up for. And I know we're not getting paid and this is just a hobby, so to speak, but it just still felt like, man, these people are spending their time on us. We should be spending our time on them or on the show, at least to make it good enough for them to spend their time on us, if that makes sense. No, I mean, it's something that, uh, that was covered in a couple of the sessions this weekend where they were reinforcing the fact that you need to really respect your audience and put yourself in their shoes and even like put like the headphones on as if you are the audience listening to your to yourself in the own show. And like, w- do I want to hear these people? Like, do I like what these people are saying? And do I want to listen to them week over week? Can I push back? Of course. Can I say something about that? <laughs> Don't ask permission. Just say I, it. I, well, I hear that a lot. And I get, honestly, I get pissed <laughs> off when I hear people say that. And if I'm, if I'm talking out of context, let me know. Cause I wasn't there. There's no context. I mean, if, if if we can't disagree, then I mean, we, we're not going to agree on everything. I'm sure there's like more than this one thing that we if we do this, if we do find that we disagree. So go ahead. If you want to start a show with crappy audio and talk about asinine stuff and be long winded and stupid and uninformed and come off like an idiot. You have that right. It is okay. Of course. Cares if the audience likes you or not. Like I've been such a a big (laughs) proponent of do you. And if that weird scenario is you, then God bless, go do it. You have that right. Like that is the beauty of online. That is the beauty of social media. and, and, And more importantly, this thing that we're in, which is podcasting, like everybody has that freaking right. Now, with all that said, as you grow and as people are starting to to catch on and and they like you know what you're about whatever whatever like yes respect the audience but like don't make mistake the mistakes we did by maneuvering to please your audience yes because then you lose your special don't sauce. let the audience hold you hostage if they're you said it yourself you're not going to agree with you know everything all the time We've made some decisions and said some things on the show that's definitely caused some issues and, and whatever. And I'll just give you a quick example. One time we didn't agree with something with somebody did and we talked about it on the show. Yep. We never gave names. We never, we were so generalized. It wasn't even funny because we weren't doing it to 
call somebody I'll tell you, out. It was somebody t- decided they were going to take a month off of Facebook, and we were like, "Why? What are you doing? Yeah. What are you, just why do you need to announce it to us? Why don't you just go do it?" Like we were just making we just a point, riffing like, and talking are smack, you trying to get attention because you're at you know all this stuff. We had this conversation on the show. The person who we were talking about apparently assumed we were talking about them or this person assumed we were talking about them. I should say that wrote me this really long, how dare you defending themselves? Never said their name. Never, no, even alluded to never even were, said it nothing. was a he or a she. Like right. we were very generalized because you know, we're not jerks, right? Yeah. Like, and it's like, why are you texting me? Like, how do you even know it was you? Yeah. It's my freaking show. If I wanted to get on the mic and just start calling people out, I have that right. If I want to be positive, I have that right. Like, yes, respect the audience, but don't let the audience hold you hostage of your own show. And I think that's kind of what we started to do. The audience was holding us hostage from our own show because we were too busy people pleasing what everybody wanted to hear and learn and do on the the Serum show. The hundred emails a week that we were getting were, can you do a show about SEO? Can you do a show about this? And that's the, that's the well of, let's dip in here and see what we need to do so that we can fill a show because we just didn't have enough energy or creative juices left after doing all these other projects to put it towards what we love so much. So, um, so as we move forward, you know, we're excited because we've taken the time to do all of that in advance and there's not going to be a lack for uh, creative juices because it's all being pre-planned and really pushed into the show in a way that I think will make it be very different. You'll be able to feel the difference. So you're, you're setting the agenda. Yeah, I think, you know, with respect to our audience and with respect to knowing that we may not have an audience when we turn back on the mic, right? We may not know if anybody shows up to listen, you know, we could have screwed ourselves by just doing a hard stop at the end of our last season. So we're coming back knowing all of that and not really caring, but with respect to who we know has liked us in the past and what we want this show to be, we're kind of creating this map of the way that we think the show will go. And I think it's going to be good. I think it'll please yeah. everybody. And if it doesn't, we don't care. At the end of the day, it's, it's, um, you know, out of respect for ourselves and our creative time and, and things of that nature, we, we need to respect what we're doing first and let, and, and know that the audience is going to be there. And if they're not, then the new audience will show up. Which is how the show originally started when it was just me. And it's how it restarted itself when, when Lacey came on board. Like, that's how we are and who we are. And it's kind of lost its way, you know? Or maybe you don't. No, I can relate. I mean, it's not every podcaster goes through that period where they're, <laughs> they struggle to get out of the uh, figurative bed in the morning and say, what the fuck am I going to talk about today? Or what am I going to... I mean... If you have a guest, you're like, uh, do I really want to talk to this person? And you know, I've I've tried to just make sure I only try to speak to people that I want to talk to, and that makes the job a little bit easier, right? Because you don't. <laughs> yep. And that's where we're at. Like, we're just bringing people that we think are awesome. They're from all walks of life, all over the universe. And if we like them, and if we're excited about them while we're interviewing them, we know it's going to bleed into our audience. And if they if you don't want to hear from. I don't know, some Olympian that we decide to speak to on the show. That's great. Don't listen to that episode. But our excitement, I think, will get other people excited about who we're bringing to the mic. And something we've done from day one that that not a lot of people have focused on is we want to bring new people to podcasting that have never been interviewed on a podcast. That's been that's been our kind of our thing that we've hung our hat on for a long, long time and then we got away from it. So that's going to be a new focus for us. So you have to look at you have to start looking in different places. And we were doing it already before. We just didn't have the time to do the proper follow-up, outreach, all that stuff, you know. So now we're going to do it. And we've got a whole list of people that span every industry, every 
walk of life you could imagine. We literally... The only people not included are like Ungabeli tribe people from like Africa, but essentially <laughs> everybody else. Is that actually a tribe? It was in the movie Mean Girls. It's the only reason I know that tribe name. <laughs> that was awesome. You were going to say something, Chris? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was what I was going to say. No, what we did was we said, let's come up with our absolute dream list. Nobody's too big. Nobody's too small. From the homeless guy in the corner of the 215 in Rainbow that plays the accordion very well, by the way, mm-hmm. to really anybody, anybody as big as you want. I don't care. Like, let's write this list and let's just start attacking these people. Because I did, we did that once before and we got almost everybody we have ever wanted on that list. It works. And it worked. So it's like, why are we limiting ourselves? Because they may be too big. Da, da, da. Like, let's literally come up with the, the dream list that we've always wanted and just start attacking them. Because I, I think uh, as your friend, I got the feeling like, and you alluded to it in the beginning that you guys got burnt out and it almost felt like uh, we don't want to be pod- You're like, you don't want, like you didn't want to be podcasters anymore. No, that never, ever crossed our, I, I'll defend that. It ne- we never, ever said, we, we called ourselves podcasters even though we were, didn't have a live podcast for the last six, seven months, whatever it's I been. I still do, yeah, yeah. Podcasting has been the thing that's, um, that connects us, right, as partners. It's the one thing we go back to. It's our roots. It's what's connected me and changed my life with, connected me with people like you and new people in my life and changed my life for good in the last year. So I owe podcasting for, for many things and many changes just as a human. So I, I will never not say I'm a podcaster and I want to be a podcaster. I just think that we uh, we didn't want to give the FU to the podcasting community for everything it's done for Chris and everything it's done for us and for me. Yeah. I didn't want to just FU it and dial it in like you said before. And like I just felt like crap doing that. And we had to say uncle and give. And we had only so many hours in the day and we weren't going to do a shit show. We just weren't. I'll add a, a little layer to this lasagna that we're creating here. She's absolutely right. Everything she said. But... I, if we can, if we're going to have an open and honest Oprah couch session right now with you, like I started hating a portion of our own audience. Like I started getting pissed off and being resentful towards them because we would get hit up so many freaking times asking for something. And every time, like it became so much that I would read the first sentence and I know exactly what's going to go down in this email. A little bit of fluff little bit of fake I follow you then it's going to be ask me for something and it's a virtual like standing there with their hand out I know you can't see me right now but I'm Chris has got his hand out by the way hand out and that's what it felt like and this stuff starts to wear wear at you and I started ignoring all of it but then it turned into because a lot of people once they start digging and then they start seeing the past stuff whatever they see that Lacey and I are either personal friends with or connected to a lot of big people in this industry. And it turned into another set of emails that I would constantly see like the ebb and flow. of was like, Hey, you're the best. Could you introduce me to this person? Or, Hey, I want this and, and blah, 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 blah. But really, if you could just shoot me an email or like, it just, I was like, really? Like I'm pouring my heart and damn soul into this thing. And you're as coming as a Johnny come lately, which I don't mind anybody coming Johnny come lately. Like, fine, get into podcasting 10 years from now. Like, I will still give you a hug and support you. But if you're doing it just for the simple fact that you're hearing some kind of buzz and then you start stomping on people's heads just to get what you want without really caring or respecting 
the platform in itself, that's when I get pissed off. That's when I, that's when I started hating the portion of the audience, at least the portion that was sending us those emails or those tweets. But those weren't those, our audience members. Those are people who were, to your point, Johnny come lately's. Those aren't our audience members. You yeah. can't say I started to hate a portion of our audience if those were not them. Okay, so maybe not our, our audience, but the podcasting audience. You know what I mean? Or the people that would listen to our show and then have something negative to say about every dang episode. And it's yet like, they still listen to the show. Well, yeah, yet they still listen. I don't know. I kind of like those people. They always <laughs> check. I'm not going to lie. That one and guy that sent us an email and said... His ears are bleeding? No, the one guy that sent us an email. This was like the most impactful feedback that we've received from an audience member. It was very recently. And he said... Um, both co-hosts could get uh, could use a little humility. Yeah, and I went, yeah. boom! I mean, that knocked me on my ass. Like I didn't even know. I I was so hurt, but so awakened right. by yeah. his comment, he was and right. he was absolutely right. You know why? Because we got into a habit of talking all about us, because that's what people were asking us to talk about. People wanted to know, are you dating? What's going on with you guys? What's going on? Who, what, where, when? How, the, all the everything and anything you could want to know about us. They wanted to know what are you doing? Where are you traveling? What are you? What business are you doing? Where, how are you making money? How are you making money? How are you making money? Like this is a constant thing. And so it forced us to, people must really want to know what we're up to. People must really care. No, people, people were, you know, gen, the gen, voyeuristic. They voyeur, yeah. yeah. They were yeah. voyeurs of our life. And we took it as, well, we better tell them everything. We better tell them what's going on. And this guy's going, just have a little humility. And the two people in this room, me and Chris, who have most humility than most people I've ever seen in my life, which doesn't sound like a very we're givers. We love helping yeah. people. We like we're I don't think I'm the best. I'm still learning. I don't even know what the frick mic I'm doing or what the heck where one chord goes to the other. Like I'm no expert. Like we're the both the ones going, we're no experts, but No, but we're also confident in our abilities. And I think sometimes learn that, stuff. that yeah. comes across as yeah. arrogance. But I appreciated that comment. I was like, Thank you. Me too. Like, I love that. So don't be complaining about people giving us harsh feedback. No, it's well, tough. I mean it's people that People had to find out about who you were. I can't imagine you're getting cold emails because they see your show and, and then they, they've never heard of it and then they start emailing you. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. I, don't yeah, know. I think that a, lot, a lot of the people that have interacted with us, with the exception of the Johnny Come Latelys that are just, oh, this new podcasting and they hear our name or they find out the show or whatever and they want to use us to get to somebody that we interviewed that they want to know. Other than that, the people that have interacted with us about us and about the show are people who came along that journey with us, which was good. Yeah. yeah. Why is Chris, why does the, the aspect of um, people asking you for something strike such a chord with you? It's not so much that people ask me for something because I'm, I, I will give you the, the shirt off my back. And as you can see, I already gave it to somebody earlier today. <laughs> Put a shirt back on. <laughs> um, I, uh, must get, it's, it must be hot in Vegas. It is. It is. It, it's when somebody has an ulterior motive and they're not coming from a genuine place. And I'll be cocky right now and say, like, I am very, very good at picking that out. I don't know if it's, you know, being in sales forever or if I've just been burnt so many times. It could be a culmination of a million different things. But, like, I have a very good radar when it comes to that. And if, and if you're coming from a genuine place or an, I don't like, I'll even give people credit when they say something stupid or ask for something because they just don't know better. Like I'll even like help them and still whatever. But when I get the vibe or I know for a fact you're, you're coming at me with motive just to, to use me or use Lacey or use our name or use whatever. Like I, I, I just, I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm getting what, frustrated I know, now about it. I know it. what bothers you. It's that you put in the time and effort yes. to get to this point 
to build this audience, to find that guest, to meet that person, to conduct an amazing interview, whatever. And for somebody to come along and go, Hey buddy, don't know you. Don't care to know you. I'm going to pretend like I want to know you, but could you hook me up with that person? Like Misha Tate, like famous UFC fighter. She's amazing. She's a friend of ours. We became friends because of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of, but you know, long story short, she's cool. You know how many people like reach out? Oh, oh, do you know me? Oh, tell me show this or when are you hook when are you me see, up with that. hook me up and maybe she wants to do and we're like, what are you talking about? Like it's one thing if, if you're a huge fan and you want to say thanks to her and us and we'll pass the message along, but it's another for you to be like, Can you connect me with her? Like, or can you help me get business with her or whatever? It's just so insulting. Up leveling is one thing, and that's that's been a buzzword that's been going on for a while now in our in our little crew of podcast. Like I get it, up leveling. I get that, but there's a way to do it with some tact and respect. Like, because you heard somebody somewhere else said you're the sum of the five friends or you need to up level yourself or constantly do this. That doesn't mean stomp on heads along the way. To, I want to just, I want to reiterate, this is not the, the re, Chris hating, quote, hating people in our audience and quote, being angry that people are asking him in a non-tactful way is not the reason the show stopped. I just want to clear, clear that up, but it is one of his annoying annoyances. Yeah, I'm getting worked up now. And you know what, if I could be even more honest and more blunt, like, and more whatever, and this called, called this Bring selfish or whatever, it. like I was going through so much and we were breaking our freaking backs. So personally, I was going through. And then I hear some like some stuff going on. And it's like, do you have any? You're complaining to me about X, Y, and Z or whatever. Like, do you have any idea? And this is such the wrong thing to say and the wrong thing to do. I get it, but say it. Like, I almost I want no. I just having that attitude. I, I it's it's wrong to have that attitude. But at the time, for a little while, I was like, Are you freaking kidding me? Do you realize what I'm going through? And you want to bitch to me about this? Or you want to complain about that? Or you want to say how Lacey and I aren't doing this? Because like, fuck you, dude. Like, you have no idea where I come from. You have no idea what's going on in my personal life. You have no idea what's going on in my house. Like, get the fuck out of here. I don't know. Can you cuss? I'm sorry. (laughs) Get the Yes. He's going to put you can You can now. I'll put an explicit at the top. You could. Yeah, I'm sorry. But like, I'm getting worked up now. And it's like... Why are you getting worked up? Because it's bothersome. Because I wish I could, I could, I wish I could, honestly, I wish I had more control. And when I don't have control, I get frustrated. But what I've learned, not when, just, you, when you don't have control of what? Just other people and other things and situations. So is this, is this like, this is, this is not with the podcast. This happened before. What? The, this issue that you have with not having control. Psychologically breaking you down here. Yeah, no, of course it is. But like. I, at the same time, I, I know that about myself, but at the same time, I realize once I let go of control or whatever situation is, like things are going to, the chips are going to fall where they're going to fall anyway. How I choose to deal with XYZ situation really is what's going to make a difference. You know what I mean? Like, I'd like to think I have some bleeding heart. What? It's like you're reading out of a book right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very in touch with myself. I I okay, so wait. So, so hold that thought, Chris. So, yeah. Lacey, do you not hear what he's saying is sincere no i do i just think it's so funny because it's i know it's sincere because i've watched he's my best friend i've watched yeah. him go through hell in the last year and so i don't think i've openly spoke like this on he, any he show before. we haven't we haven't shared a lot of the stuff he's been through a lot at home we both have a lot of stuff going on business wise and personally and so i know he's speaking from a genuine place it's just so funny to me because it's almost as if we're in a we're sitting in like an aa group or a like a like a, a team counseling group and he's like 
listen, I, it's control. I have control issues. And I know that if I just let go, things are going to work out. And then you say, and how I react to those situations. Like, it sounds like you're reading it out of psychology. Well, it's, it's the truth. <laughs> Counseling 101. And how you choose to react to those situations is Look, going to dictate how you live your life, Christopher. This is a show about podcasting and you, and you shoot the shit about podcasting. And this all plays into No, this is actually a show about podcasters. About podcasters, same thing. Like it all plays into it. This is going to be the show that tips us in the direction of nobody ever listening to it. (laughs) Get to know the real us, and they're going to hear you going up. But I hate my audience, and I like to be in control. And you're hearing me going, "We hate our audience. We love our audience." (laughs) You sound like freaking Jekyll and Hyde. (laughs) I think that was the intro clip he's going to use for this episode. That's in the running. They're never going to listen ever again. This is not who we are. Chris is in a bad mood today. What's going on? No, I'm not. I'm no, not. he's not. He's, he's Chris. I mean, I, I would not say he's in a bad mood. He's in Chris, Chris mood. In Chris mode. It's own form. <laughs> it's just cracking Standing me up. in my boxers, getting riled up. Yeah. That's the, okay, that's the point where the rest of whoever was listening and was thinking about listening to the new show, that's when they dropped off. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even remember where I was. Control issues. Yeah, like I'd like to. I'd like to think it's it's a bleeding heart or whatever. Like you know how many people we we've consulted with or people in NLS or just whatever, right? And I get so. I just, up, I, I'm, I'm trying to educate new listeners. NLS is was was the next level society, a consulting group uh, thing that we had started and had a lot of fun with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a paid group and a lot of people were in it and. Uh, it was we treated it like such a secret society, like had <laughs> 48 handshakes just to get a, a, a meeting at the door. And even then you weren't allowed into the lobby. We had a lot of fun with it, though. And we helped a lot of people. We yeah, had a lot of great yeah. people. And it's not gone forever. It's just, no, it's, it's still just there. It's and, still there. It's yeah, it's still alive and all that. But like there's there was times where like I would get so and I think Lacey did, too. Like we would get so wrapped up into their own shit that. They weren't even as wrapped up into it as as we were, and it's like I, I wanted to shake some of these people, and it's like, what are you doing? Like, do it or start it or care more about it. Like, how could you just be so blasé about what you're doing? Because originally you told me this was the thing you wanted to focus on. This was the thing that was going to make you money, or this like, come on, you know what I mean? So, like, but there's a risk of people knowing who you're talking about, right? No, it's there's we've consulted with probably over 200 people in the okay. last year. Not all of them were in the next level oh, yeah, society. Yeah, yeah. Some okay. in the next level society. And it doesn't matter. I mean, if it, I don't care, I'll tell yeah. them to their face. I don't yeah. care. But that's if you want to get a, gl- a glimpse of any off time that we had, we, we couldn't even go to the restroom without feeling guilty because we had so many people lined up, so many projects lined up. And to Chris's point earlier, we just don't know how, we didn't know how to say no. We yeah. definitely know how to say no and, and now and pick and choose appropriately based on what we need to do for our lives and what makes sense for our time and all that. But we both got so pumped about podcasting, got, got so pumped about being able to work for ourselves, help people. People were reaching out to us in droves. I mean, just constant, constant contact, people coming out to us. And even if they weren't part of that group, we still gave them some of our time. And easily over 200 people or about 200 people in the last year, we've spent hours with, 15 minutes with up to three hours in, in a week, you know, I mean, it just, it would range whatever 
And we never said no. We never, ever said no because we wanted people to be as excited about what we were doing and about podcasting as we were. And inevitably, almost every one of those calls was about how do I get into podcasting? How can we be part of podcasting? How do you help? Help me start my podcasting. Help me start my business. Help me start my this. But Lisa, you were, I mean, you, you had like such a a lot of experience in marketing before this, right? At at the top levels. I mean, you could argue, right? So shouldn't, uh, is this, is this something new that you saw in the podcasting world that you didn't see in, in the marketing world? In terms of what? Is this something new? Like the excitement around it? or Well, the fact that you have all these people coming to you and then you don't know how to say no. Because I imagine that would come, that had to have happened to some extent before, right? Here's what I think. Yeah, I've, I've always had people ask me for help with marketing. I've always I've always been someone that's done that. I've, always, I've, I've helped the, the doggy groomer down the street get her logo and website done on my free time last year. You know, things like that. So yeah, I've always been a community marketing help, helper, you know, for no money. Because it's... You know, not everybody gets it and I want people to do it right. I want to see people grow and and if they can't pay me, that's fine. I like, you know, if it's a neighborhood person, I want to help. What I think happened with me and Chris was because we are, we're on a mic, you know how it goes, right? You're a podcaster. All of a sudden you have a platform. All of a sudden you're some subject matter expert that you didn't even ask to be. You just wanted to talk on a mic. Now, because I had marketing experience and because of my titles and my executive experience, that even added more to it. Chris has got a bunch of sales experience and marketing experience as well. So us talking about these big, quote, bougie jobs and stuff that we left, people think we're coming in with heavy clout, which we are. I mean, we know what we're doing, but the inability to say no stepped up its game about 4,000% because then you add on the layer of our love for podcasting and our love for the platform and our, and our desire to see it grow to a level that, you know, outweighs YouTube and anything else that's out there, like add that onto it. And then it's just like, it takes it to a place of uncontrollable where you can't control it. You know, it just made it really, really hard. And the fact that, you know, like it's easy, easy peasy, one, two, three to get you rolling. And most of the time it was all people needed was somebody to look at them and go, you have a good idea. It's okay to start. Here's how you do it. Easy peasy, one, two, three. And then marketing and growing a show is obviously a whole lot of whole another work that goes into it. But most of these people just needed someone to look them in the eye and say, it's okay. You can take the risk. It's okay to try it. And we didn't want anybody else getting a hold of these people. Um, they came to us and we felt honored that they wanted our opinion versus someone else who's going to go buy a master course, buy her this, go to do a mastermind. How about you just tell them the three easy steps to get started and let them get started. And then when they're ready for you, let them come back to you. But we, we just got tired of seeing people take advantage of these people that we um, were so graciously being asked for our, our opinions from. This is the most long-winded answer I've ever given. That's great. No, it was good. <laughs> it was so good I sat down. True Chris fashion. <laughs> No, I just wonder because, um, yeah, I guess we all have it. We're the type of people that like to help other people. And this is, this is, a, it's a weird online marketing space because there's a lot of people trying to take advantage of people too. And we saw that and we were like, no, you know, we would get emails. Sorry, Harry, but we would get emails from somebody saying, I have this idea for a podcast and I, I just don't know if it's a good one or I don't even know where to begin. And I was going to, I'm writing you, I've been listening to XYZ person, someone who we know takes advantage of, of people in this space, XYZ person. And I'm going to, I'm thinking about starting their mastermind, but I wanted to know what is your opinion? And we're like, <gasps> we got to stop and we got to tell them not that we want to stop somebody who's got a mastermind from being no. like, it's one thing if you're doing it for the right reasons and go for it. We want to see everybody succeed, but we just, we, it was like, we were like herding sheep, these little lambs. We didn't want anybody to, it's like, we're freaking, like who, who herded lambs in the Bible? Was it Moses? Joseph. Joseph. 
Um, I don't know. I just, <laughs> like whoever, but it, just felt like, it felt like we were being delivered these opportunities to do it right and to do right by people. Um, and to not let this space be chewed up, chewing people up and spitting it out as some other spaces we know of do because people get in and they start getting sharky and they start getting, you know, um, real competitive up front. It's like, listen, there's enough pie for everybody. Let's just have fun. You know, yeah. just get started with X, Y, Z, one, two, three. This is all you got to do. Now, like I said before, growing a show, marketing a show, that's a whole nother ball game. But if somebody just wants to get started and see if they need to, if they should be doing a podcast or if they want to do it, I'm not going to sit here and try to sell them a thousand dollar course unless they know that's what they want to do. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and tell them they have to mastermind with me for the next eight weeks before they should make that decision. I'm going to look them in the eye and say, yeah, dude, you got a good, good idea or no, let's twist that idea. Let's make it a little better. And so it, it took a toll on us, um, financially, but also time wise and energy wise and creative. Like we were putting all of our creative juices into everybody else's stuff and not our own and our show suffered. That that's, that's the statement right there. We were putting all our creative juices into everyone else's stuff and not our, on, on ours. And I said it way better. Bro. <laughs> because of that, I realized I wasn't done when I, I realized because of that, I started to think to myself, like, who can, like, who appointed us to, to mm-hmm. be these people like who cares like well why don't we just worry about our each other and that's it you know and what I mean? said like, no but everybody need, like there's this whole yeah it's this whole back like, like a maternal instinct or something we both did i think and he would go through these moments of screw that we're not going to help anybody anymore this is blah, blah 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 we're not even getting paid for this stuff and then someone would send us an email and he'd go let's just give him 15 minutes i mean it's it's only 15 minutes of our time 15 minutes would be two and a half hours later but we didn't we both fed off of it because we, we were filled up by it. You know yeah. what I mean? We were filled up by the fact that people wanted our opinion. People, we know we were going to give them an honest opinion. We weren't taking advantage of people. If they wanted to join Next Level Society, great. But we never even pitched people on that. That was just people who saw us for what they wanted and took it. Kathy Kelly. Oh, my favorite. I'll, I'll flat out call it. She, she's a part of that group. Yeah. You know. She, she was she was in my uh, shuttle bus sitting behind me on, oh. on the way to podcast movement. And I was talking to someone. She's like, what's your name? I think my name's Harry. She so she's behind me. She goes, Harry. I turn around. It's Kathy. Love she's Kathy. She's, she's awesome. When, when, when Kathy, not even finished, like the last couple days of her Kickstarter campaign, that she did all the work. We helped, yeah. we helped her, but she did all the work. When it was finally done, like, I felt like I gave birth to yes, like a 20 pound baby. Like I, it's not my Kickstarter campaign. It's not but my book. It's not my nothing. Campaign because we encouraged her to do, we had a conversation. But, we talked about it. We, that kicked off because of us, you know, and all of us together. But I, not even that, like I got, we got so emotionally wrapped up into that thing that when it, when it, when she, when she got funded and it was over, like I was like, Ooh. Like I did all this work and, and like I was the one she's doing the one it. Did it but yeah, yeah, she did all the work, but I was so like emotionally invested in, yeah. in wanting her to get this dang thing. Fun. I was freaking writing celebrities who I knew were in the autistic community trying to help, like tweeting people, like stressing out, calling her saying, do you see where she's at? She's almost there. And then Lacey's calling me like we like I, we got so freaking wrapped up in that thing. It wasn't yeah. even fun. But that's not that's not. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. I remember that when that happened. And the problem is that that's not sustainable because you do oh. two or three of those, you guys will just be completely burnt out. I yeah. 20 to 30 a, a week a or week. not yeah. Kickstarter campaigns, but getting that wrapped up into whatever the quote unquote their thing is. You know? And not not that every person we spoke to, we were like, rah, rah, oh my God, now we got to know what you're doing. And we gotta, but 
gosh, out of every 10 people, there's at least three, maybe three or four that we really got like, man, uh, and we weren't doing the work for these people by any means, but, but a lot of them needed a lot of handholding, a lot of, and then above and beyond all that, we had this client, major client that was needed a lot of handholding. And then there was a, above and beyond that, we had another client that didn't need as much handholding. Like, and then we have families and then it just, and then we have our show. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like all these things compact and, I, I, I'm, I wouldn't change anything about the last year. I think like no, the I. fact that we got to listen to all these dreamers dreaming in front of us, the fact that we got to say something that may or may not have swayed them one way or another, like that's, that to me is it's worth its weight in gold. Like I'll take that all day long because they're being inspired by these people, watching these people, all these people who have these dreams and these ideas may not have filled me up creatively, but it sure as hell gave me something to lean back on when we were down in the, down in the pits going, what are we even doing? What the heck is this? And I go, you know what? We're helping people and we're looking people yeah. in the eye and we're giving them honest feedback and we're giving them honest tactics and honest strategies that, that we're not getting nothing from other than knowing that they're on the right track. For me, that feels amazing. And I'll always look back on those moments as like, man, like I remember that one lady that cried on the, on the, she's like, I never would have, nobody believes in me and all this stuff. And we're like, why? This is an incredible idea. And it was, it was like an amazing idea that nobody's done oh, yet. And, we're, and she's like bawling her eyes out that I'm bawling my eyes. I don't even know this person. And I'm like, this, am I just a hot mess or is this really like what we're doing here? And I try, I'm not trying to paint us like we're these amazing messiahs of giving back. Far from it. We're not, but it just, um, you know, it definitely takes its toll, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm e glad we had this last year. It was e awesome. Even if somebody just emails and says, look, I don't care about business or entrepreneur. I just love listening to their show. Is that, is that someone calling from the South? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I don't know about <laughs> y'all people down there. We've okay. had people that was like, I work, I don't how they found our show. I don't know, but it's like. Yeah, I don't care about entrepreneur. I got no. I am not even going to bother starting a business. I just, you guys are funny, and I listen to you. Or you guys are entertaining. Or, or we like when Lacey sings. Or <laughs> shit. Or, or whatever. Right? Like that ha has carried me big time about what the heck we're doing, dude. I'm, I'm in a house all by myself now. You know what I mean? There's there's times where I'm like, what the hell happened? Like literally everything. <laughs> what the hell happened to everything? And then I'll get an email or a tweet or something or Lacey will tag me in something that you're and it's just like, it's going to be okay. Like, I do, do, you th do you think that the podcast will help you to have reconnect with the audience? Because I know we, we speak sometimes when we feel like we're speaking into air and air. But I think when you do it enough and you start getting feedback, then you know, you do know that there's people out there and they are listening and they'll give you feedback on a variety of different channels. And I mean, I was fortunate enough to be walking the hallway and some guy stopped me he's like i love your show i had the shirt on obviously but he's like i love your show and it was like that's cool you know because then you're like oh you are not changing lives but you're affecting people to the point where they, they think your show is interesting um and that probably gets helps to get you through the ups and downs they're spending their time on you so that's like that's the biggest compliment ever right? that's the one thing yeah. nobody, nobody can get that back right we all say that so cliche but it's so damn true like that's the one thing we can't back and you're gonna spend an hour on me or 30 minutes on me like yep I don't even know you. That's amazing. You know, I think, I don't know about when the show comes back, if it's going to help us reconnect with the audience. I hope it does. And I hope we have an audience and if we don't, that's okay. We're going to continue to talk to the air until we do or not. I don't really care, but I don't know. I, I think, I think I'm going to be most excited when we come back with season two and season three and, and on to show that it can be done. You can make mistakes. You can mess up. You can walk away from it and still return and, uh, and, be yourself and get on the mic and 
podcasting uh, doesn't hold any grudges. I want to prove that. I, I want to prove that, I think. I like that. Podcasting doesn't hold any grudges. I do like that. That's actually the next Surround Show shirt. I'm profound. I'm being profound today. <laughs> so what are you going to do to prevent yourselves from getting to the point where you guys were with those last few episodes? It, you know what? It's it, it, For me, it's kind of like ruining your credit. Like all it takes is once to really ruin your, your credit for you to become the credit master and, and learn from your mistakes and know to never do it again. So we'll uh, have a plan. How about that? That's number not one. only the plan, but also just, I think we've been through enough, not only just through the last couple months of the show, but just within the last couple months period without the show to, to not only check each other, but be able to check ourselves and be like, okay, are we really being us or are we being what we think people want or are we being a little shitty and, and trying to maybe turn something into a money opportunity, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Do you have your objectives clearer this time then? Oh yeah. The, oh, for the show. The, yeah. Here's the objective. Get on a mic, interview awesome people, have fun. That's it. That's it. That's it. There's no, te- here's the objectives that started to muddy the water a little bit before. Well, we have to have a, a lesson for the audience in every single yeah. show. I'm not kidding. I would say that to him and he'd be like, but why? And I'd be like, well, because every single show, the feedback we get is that they love the lessons they're learning. Doesn't that mean every show needs to be lesson filled? Yeah. It's got to have. There's, there's different podcasts for that. Yeah, that, yeah, like go listen to somebody else. Oh, it's got. We've got to have you know different types of guests. We can't just do this type or this type. We've got to. Oh, we've already interviewed somebody from that space, so that means we can't interview somebody else. Bullshit. We can interview whoever the yeah. hell we want. I think. Um, I think above and beyond that too. Like we kept getting. Um, we weren't concerned about let's make money from the show because that's ne- we'd love to someday. We'd love to be paid to be ourselves someday. Like that'd be the, ma- the most amazing. Not thing indirectly, ever. not use the show no. for something like else, directly. but literally directly the show makes yeah, money. But that's not our goal. That's not in the top three, which is get on a mic, interview awesome people and have fun. So if it happens, great. Um, and, and that'll be an organic thing. But it started to be a little bit like, well, do we need an opt in? Let's grow our list. Like all this, all these other people started just. The, the noise in the, in the universe around us started to in, infiltrate and uh, we, we have earmuffs on now, so we're not listening. What'd you say? <laughs> say what? No, it's interesting because um, I think you have to do the show that makes you proud. Yeah. Yep. And there were a lot, like, I'll be honest, right now, if someone says, oh, you have a podcast, that's so cool, I will tell them, go listen to this episode, this episode, this episode, and that one. The others, you can just, don't worry about it. And you know, the funny thing is, every time I'd go and listen to our shows, even the shows that I thought sucked, I was like, damn, we kind of sound good. Like, wow, that was a good (laughs) show. But during it, I didn't feel good about it, because I'm like, this feels so fake, this feels so salesy, this feels not us, we didn't, we were upset with each other, or whatever, right? I'd go and listen back and go, shit, nobody's going to be able to tell, which is great, but it still doesn't make me go, go listen to any show you want and you're going to love yeah. it. I still am concerned about, I don't want that to be representative of who we are in season two. You know, season two and moving forward will be pure Sarone show. Get on the mic, have fun, and interview awesome. That's how the people. damn thing started. That's the first thing I said to her when, when we met at wherever it was, New Media Expo, a couple years back. Yeah. What's your show about? I don't know. I interview cool people. I'm going to interview cool people. And that was literally it. That's the first thing he ever said to me when we became friends. And then from that point on, it was, you know, the rest is obviously history. But yeah, so I think you're right. You've got to produce a show that you're proud of. And I, I think that more, 
that is the one truth in podcasting more than anything. I think that you should make shirts on it. I'm not kidding. Like bumper stickers, the whole thing. Because I can tell you right now, there are people making a whole lot of money right now through this podcasting platform. A whole lot of money. And some of them that are making all that money, you can tell, are not proud of the shows that they're they're creating because they sound as if they're not only dialing it in, but they're dialing it in from Pluto. You know what I mean? It's just the most removed, robotic waste of space and time in the, in the podcasting community. And it's a bummer because I don't want someone to have that be their first experience like I had. I listened to a couple of really lame-ass shows of people who were dialing it in and just phoning, oh, this is, oh, is going to be what it is. And I hated podcasting because of it. I don't want that to happen. And I'm, unfortunately, these people have big names and these are big known people and they're completely living on planet Pluto. Pluto's not a planet anymore, by the way. No, but I'm still on the planet because <laughs> yeah. it was in the lineup when I went to school. I'm, so I'm, is the USSR. I, I, well, I'm still calling it the USSR too. <laughs> it was still the is USSR. Is that Berlin Wall thing still? <laughs> Very different today. Yeah, I like it. You yeah. never know how these things are going to turn out. They'll, they'll not even be listening at this point because they're going to have turned their stuff off when you were going on your rant. <laughs> Kidding, I love it. I mean, I mean, my my show's changed too. I mean, I'm not sure people like listen to the first couple and then start listening to the last, you know, five. They're just like, doesn't matter. I mean, doesn't matter. Just keep doing you. You boo. love doing it. Do you boo? And you can tell you like doing it. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I really am. It's Thank really you. Good to see you at episode fifty. I'll pour some malt liquor in the backyard for you. Well, one for you. <laughs> yeah. I like talking to people. Yeah. But I like, like talking to people in a real way. And, you know, it's probably sounds a bit cliche now in podcasting circles, but the good stuff comes after like 15, 20 minutes, half an hour. Oh, yeah. That's what always boggles my mind. Why? Do, and I get it. I know there's all those analytics and blah, 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 that drive time is 22 minutes and you should do your show to be this long. Like, are you kidding? Do you want it to be a real show or do you want it to be an infomercial? Because what, what are we trying to produce here? It really blows my mind that people are encouraging podcasters to do 25-minute shows, 30-minute shows. Not that those aren't good. It's just if it's this type of a show, it shouldn't be done that way. You're right. It doesn't even get juicy until about 20 minutes in. Howard Stern is four hours long. And I've, I've been listening to Howard whenever he came to Vegas, 94, 95. Yeah. To this day, ask Lacey, every single day I listen to Howard. So I am a fan of Howard Stern. And I bring him up for two things. One, the guy's an amazing interviewer. Say what you want about the guy. Like if you can have people like Paul McCartney or Donald Trump or, you know, all these actors, just whatever, and, and, and have the style of interview that you can have on his show and pull stuff out of them. Pull stuff oh out. My oh my God. Like I am such a lady. I think I've said this before on someone else's show. Maybe it was even the first one that we did like a fan of Lady Gaga is because of the interview that she did with Howard. Like, you know what I mean? But I also bring Howard up because his show is four hours and you get people like me that listen to all of it. And I'll sometimes listen to it twice. And the type of personalities that Lacey and I have and who we are, like, that's what we want to do. If we want to do an hour or an hour and a half or one day do four hours, then so freaking be it. Like who, who are podcasters or people in the industry to say we're doing it wrong? You know what I mean? There's no, a, anyone who says you're doing it wrong has no idea what, what, they're, ta- uh, what they're talking about. There's, there's no a time wrong way the, to do this. There's a time and a place for the 22-minute ones she's talking about and the four-hour ones that I'm talking yep. about. I mean, look at what, uh, what's his name? Joe Rogan, Adam yeah, Carolla. Those are very long shows. You know what I mean? Yep. And it works. 
But people get caught up in the, I need to do it this way because this is how I was taught. Like, okay, model some of your behaviors in the beginning after what you learned, but put your, your DNA in that thing. Put your stamp on it. Don't, don't like completely replicate or duplicate what the other person's doing or what they, they've said. Like, take the good stuff out of it, but make sure it's all you in there. Please don't copy and paste what everybody's done. It's not even a don't, just please don't. So, I mean, we, we don't know any better, better when we get started, right? We're just like, I have no idea what to sound like. So I'm going to, someone told me I need to ask these six questions and I need a lightning round. And <laughs> I st- I like how you, <laughs> I wasn't talking about him. I'm not talking about anyone. <laughs> um, but, you know, John, John, John's a perfect example. Like, Freaking good on John, dude. No, of but, course, but then that's, it stops at him. That's exactly. it. It stops at him. Everyone else, go be somebody else. That's something different. Model, look, take some of the, the, the things that he's done and apply it to your thing, but the key word is your thing, not his thing. It can't be, dude, no matter how many fake Gucci bags you buy on Canal Street, it's still a fake Gucci bag. It's not going to be this, the, the real deal. You know what I mean? Like, It'll never be authentic. It'll never be you. And it may work up to a certain point. It may carry you so far, but eventually you can't keep that up forever. Like audience members, they'll they'll eventually sniff that out and be like, something's missing. This thing's got no soul to it. You know what I find interesting is that in the podcasting community and even in YouTube, it seems to be very easy for people to emulate and copy and copy and copy and copy to carbon copy. But think about it. When people are coming up with businesses, they don't look at Google's model and go, I'm going to copy what Google did and I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to call it Lugal. I'm going to call it Lugal. <laughs> like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Why does that not seep its way into businesses and other parts of the world? Like, why is it just the, um, what, what like the it's more easy. Enter- well, no, the entertainment, the entertainment stuff, uh, podcasting. YouTube, when you're on a camera or you're on a mic, like people think you're going to be able to copy and stamp and repeat and not be found out. But would you spend your money creating a business on that? Because you're spending your money to do the podcast to do it that way. So I just don't get why it doesn't cross over. You don't see me trying to go create graze.com, like where I send little boxes of food to everybody once a month because graze already figured that out. I'm good. And then nutrition box did it too. I'm good to go. Like they got it covered. So what can I do that's different? I don't know. It just bothers me and it's always boggled my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, what was interesting is this this conference podcast movement this year we had some people uh the folks who do the storytelling podcast i mean and then i keep coming back to them because i'm in awe of like their dedication to their craft and you know there's a there's a fantastic podcast called strangers by leah tao and i don't know if you've heard of the moth which is yeah another thing so that's it, she's like one of peabody and stuff and she's like, oh, you know, I had like these 30 hours of tape and then she makes it into like a half hour episode. And it's just like, you know, it's just like the level of dedication professionalism is inc- so incredibly humbling that like I like if I want to call myself a podcaster in my mind, I need to like step it up like Roman Mars with the pot. He's got a pot, you know, it's uh, 99% invisible and he's he's loved by the people in that space and for what he does. And he's got Radiotopia now. And he said every episode like keep improving like every episode so like your 100th is better is better than your 50th your 500th is better than your 100th did you go to Aisha Tyler's keynote i actually missed that one what i even saw that 
and I wasn't even at the conference. Gotta love technology. Yeah, <laughs> periscoping. Here's the thing about Aisha Tyler. I've heard, heard good things about it. One, so I've always liked her. In the past, like I've always liked her, right? Never, but I never really knew about her. Really dug deep. And one thing that that struck me that made me want to like kiss her was she had an idea for a show that she pitched to everybody on TV, and they basically said no. So she started a podcast on it. She not only started a podcast on it, she did. A, she was very DIY. She did the whole thing, and I'm paraphrasing. I watched the damn thing on Periscope. I wasn't there, but she basically said like. And she had an iPad with her and she goes, every single episode to this day is still recorded on this thing. She records, she edits, she uploads, she does her own website. To this day, she still does. And she's got you know, millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of downloads. But something that I got from it, and this part was in the beginning of her talk, but something I got for her is like, that woman has a true passion for podcasting. She's famous. She has a big show and she is still doing everything herself. Now, She's obviously at a point where she can hire somebody, but the fact that she went into the trenches, like she, look, because she's famous and we see this a lot and I know you see it too. Famous people get into podcasting because it's cool. It's the thing. It's let me get into podcasting. So what do they do? They spend money and they have all these people do it for them and they just show up and, and be the talent. Like, okay, that, that may be cool in, in, in some certain things, but for, for, I don't know, us semi purists, like I have more respect for the Asia Tylers who had a dream and had a vision of something that she wanted to make that she used podcasting as her platform and in turn like does all the work herself. Like she is a freaking podcaster. I'll admit when I first heard her being announced as a keynote, I'm like, why? Cause she's got a bougie show and they're just going after the name. Like, is that why? Which is, you know, whatever. I but, thought that too. Yeah. Like, Oh, let's find who the, the biggest names in which I look, I get it. You need that a little bit. I get, it. I'm not knocking anybody, but when I saw her speak, I'm like, Oh yeah, like yes. Not only do you deserve to be on that stage, but like kudos to you. It just made me proud to be a podcaster. Yeah, and I think it's the type of uh, thing that over time, um, cream rising to the top, sort of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, what specifically have you guys been doing in the in the uh, during your off time? To to, yeah, it's just like training camp for you, right? <laughs> it's training day. Where stands all watch? Those are two entirely different scenarios. There, crying into Lacey's lap about what have I done with myself? And no, there's been a little bit of that. Uh, we've been still helping a lot of people. Yeah. Um, we came to the realization recently. So for the last year, we've had people telling us, you should create a course, you should create a this, you should create a that, like all these things, mastermind, blah, 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 all the stuff that we've been like holding the cross up to going, no, thanks. No, 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 not for us, not for us. Uh, but in the last couple of months, it, it kind of hit us that there there is a bit of a hole in the podcasting community from a training standpoint when it comes to how to market your show properly and how to grow your show properly. There's really nobody digging in on that stuff there's high level you should do periscope but why and how and how often and what do i do and what's what's the what do i help you know so um we've been working a little bit on on a course for that it, it's hard for me to say we're working on a course because we've been against doing a course for so long that it feels like i'm betraying what we've said in the past but i do feel like we'll be able to bring value if anybody ever chooses to buy this course from us which is how to get your first 10k downloads and beyond so um we're working on that and it's been really just a lot of um of us to Chris's point before, trimming the fat, 
but it's, it's, um, we're just getting back to basics, I guess is the, is the easiest way to say it. You know, we've let go of some very big clients that were taking up a lot of our time because it just didn't behoove us to continue to pour into their dream anymore when our dreams are sitting idle on the side, you know? So that, that real quick was very hard decision, a very hard decision, particularly one of them, which was a very healthy income for us that at the time we couldn't replace or we didn't know how we were going to replace it. But we got to a point where it's like, we, we have to do this in order for us to take the, the two steps forward. We need to take one step back right now. And it was a big step. So. Yeah. And have faith in each other yeah. that we're going to be able to come out on top. You know? Yeah. So we're trimming the fat. We're getting rid of the BS in our life. We're trying to get back to who we really know we need to be and want to be and be humble and have some humility and, um, and just really only on Tuesdays, only on Tuesdays at three o'clock. Um, and no, really be humble and have some humility, humility as we come back to this thing. Cause we don't know what damage we've done in terms of audience loss. And we don't really care because if people want to come back, cool. If not cool, we're just really digging in and having fun with coming up with creative ideas for the show, stuff we can do differently and differently from others and stuff that we want to do because we want to try it. Not because it's the hot buzz thing to do, not because yeah. someone told us we had to do it. So that's been the most fun for me is clearing space, clearing cobwebs out of the way so that we can actually get creative again. Sound about right, Chris? Pretty much. <laughs> I'm the one answering the questions and he's the one doing the rants today. That's, that's what we decided before we got on the show. So if you haven't noticed, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. I think that's probably the, like the magic of the show. Cause the, I think everyone agreed that the, the dynamic of the show changed when, uh, when Lacey came on as a guest. Chris no longer owned the mic. He had to split it. Yeah. And you know what? I don't even, it, she's, we've been together longer than I had it by myself at this point. You know what I mean? Like way longer. And in fact, I said this to her recently, I go, the Sarone quote unquote Sarone show, like neither of us own it either anymore. Like it's its own thing that we have to look out for now, you know, like, yeah, we have total control over what we do with it, but it's no longer just me and it's not just her and it's not us it's kind of like i don't know or maybe it's us but like you know what i mean it's not it's it's not us it's not ours i don't even freaking know what it I'm belongs saying. to the <laughs> podcasting sphere and we would be paying you know how like we bring gifts to the podcasting sphere the podcasting gods <laughs> like little buddha but it's a microphone it you know uh, in gold it's like dipped in gold and we're bringing like the, fruits and and paying it forward and bringing like the offerings. drug dealer saints no <laughs> We're bringing offerings to the podcasting gods. Yes, there you go. Offerings. Yeah. So what's got you the most excited then as you get ready and to kick this off? Not knowing what's coming. Honestly, not knowing what's coming. Having the the freedom and the, and the weight lifted off of, which by the way, weights I was putting on myself, on top of myself, like just having the freedom and the ability to do whatever the heck I want in terms of the show, right? Like any guests I want, any fun thing we want to do. Like we used to do a lot of cool, fun stuff. One time we threw a party in downtown Las Vegas, like somehow we got away from doing all that. I don't know why. It could be a number of different things, but like. 
going back to like what makes Lacey and I tick. You know what I mean? Stuff that we think is fun and interesting. And we, I think we keep reiterating on taking care of ourselves first because once we take care of ourselves, then we could be better podcasters, better friends, better husbands, fathers, all the, like, you know what I mean? Like once we take care of ourselves first, not to mention if we like it and we're having a good time, I guarantee you someone else is going to like it too. And is going to have either the same sense of humor or the same whatever. And it's, those are the people that I'd rather connect with and have become listeners of the show because th- those are going to be our biggest brand advocates. And those are going to be the, the, the people that, that really carry the torch for us. It's interesting that you said that if you're happy, then the people around you are happy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to take care of yourself first. Like I, I've, I've the gotten hot calling the kettle black. Right no, no, there. no, no. And I don't mean, phys- I'm just talking like, like mentally, mentally. No, but the yeah. last year we didn't. And that was the, yes. big, the biggest lesson we learned was yeah. as many people that were like, you're going to burn out, take a break. Blah, blah, blah. We're like, nah, we're, we thought we were superheroes and we were like, Oh, and now we've teamed up and we're like Avengers and two people, you know, like we were like thinking that we could, we could do anything and we can do anything, but we need to be cognizant of what we really can and can't handle at any given time. Again, like I've, I've gotten in arguments with people just over the course of my life about this. Like, oh, that's so selfish. Take care of yourself. First. Look, I mean mentally. I don't mean go buy yourself something first. I don't mean like uh, a million different things. Like if you are not happy, if you don't take care of yourself first, how could you be anything to anybody else? You know what I mean? Well, and I'll say this as it relates to podcasting. We need to take care of our show first so that we have genuine experiences and knowledge and track record to then be able to help other people with their shows as we've been doing for the last year. So instead of stopping everything we're doing today on working on our upcoming blah, blah, blah for the show so that we can go take a call to help somebody else start their show, we need to pace ourselves a little bit better and and really be good about dedicating the time that we need to for the show. What's got me most excited, I think, is uh, the lineup of our dream lists, list of guests that uh, I believe we will be successful in booking at least 30% of, which I'm pretty stoked about. They're different. They're, some of them are big names. Some of them are nobodies to you know the normal human beings on the planet. And I'm stoked about every single one of them. And frankly, I'm just excited to get on the mic once again, like consistently, because I miss it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You jumped up like you were going to say something. <laughs> So I know nobody can see this, but you jumped up like you were going to say something. By all means, Chris, please share no, no, with no. us. No, I think uh, I'm not. I'm not saying there's ever a point where you can put a, a, a bow on anything, but I think you wrapped up um, what it is you guys are feeling pretty well. It's been a process, man. It's been an, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> well, I I think uh, I think that's enough on that topic, and I think. Um, it's, I wanted just for the listeners to, to get an idea of what's been going on, the people who've been fans of you. I think it was, it's actually the way thing, when things work out, it's funny sometimes because, you know, milestones are important for introspection. And I just happen to have an episode 50 laying around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, you know, it's, uh, I don't think I'll be repeating guests just for the sake of it. But I think it was it was interesting to for people who are just getting started podcasting or people who don't want a podcast but just like listening to podcasts to hear um, how, that you can get burned out. Look, if there's one consistent thing about Lacey and I is we've always taken you along the ride and we've always been open and honest. 
to what our reality is. You know what I mean? In six months from now, we may, you know, be somewhere completely different. We may be pissed off. We may be happy. It's just whatever. But we're going to come on, whether it's on someone else's show or our own, and tell exactly, like, here's what's going on. Like, we got it all together. We got it all figured out. We're making money. I'll make you, uh, I'll I'll have you guys every 50 episodes. Yeah. Six (laughs) months later, like, we're broke. We're screwed. I freaking hate everybody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. It's definitely a ride. So it's life. If people, uh, are listening to this that don't know who we are, that's what you can expect. That's life. Yeah. That's life. Wow. You guys didn't even plan that. That's kind of scary. No, we didn't. Well, I appreciate uh, you guys being open and honest. Um, You guys are really close and trusted friends of mine. And um, I'm happy to have been along this ride with you guys and just excited for what you're doing. I'm excited that we're all part of the same podcasting family. Me too. Thanks for giving us episode 50. And thanks for letting me finally come on the show. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as you can tell. I enjoyed speaking to them and I hope you got something out of it. If you've ever been in a situation where you feel like you're spinning your wheels, I want you to let me know. I've had a uh, Facebook group running for a while and I I typically make it a a one-way street because I only put the episodes up or anything that I think is interesting to the people who have subscribed, but it would be interesting if we could make it a two-way conversation. So if part of what we said resonated, or there was a comment made that you thought uh, made sense, or there's something that bothered you, or something you thought that was funny, or something about the whole topic that stirred something up in you, I want you to let me know. I want you to let let us know. Go over to the Facebook uh, Podcast Junkies Facebook group. You can get all the links from podcastjunkies.com, so I'm not going to try to read out the URLs, but podcastjunkies.com has all the um, URLs to Facebook and Twitter and all of that. So click on the Facebook one, go there, and leave us a comment. And I'll make sure Chris and Lacey are around to engage with you as well. And we'll start a little bit of conversation there about transition, about figuring out um, if and how and why you should be doing the things that make you happy and what you need to do if things aren't and maybe you should shake things up around you so you're around people that can push you to make sure you're always living your passion and being true to yourself because I think that's one of the topics we talked about there so So do that. Let's do that this week. Let's go start a conversation on Facebook about the theme of change, the theme of transition, and the theme of being genuine with yourself. I think that'll be fun. Like I said, at the the top of the show, every episode is going to be an experiment. And I want you guys along for the ride. And I know there's people that listen week in, week out. And so not every guest is going to be someone you know. Not every guest is going to be someone... You resonate with maybe you you don't like some of them but i think what i'm asking is that you focus on the overarching theme of the conversation if something jumps out at you then let's talk about that because i think that would be awesome podcastjunkies.com you can go go there and uh 
Also leave a rating and review. So again, support for the show is, is, is what makes the show grow. And as more and more listeners come on, I want you to support us in any way you can. So there's nothing that I'm selling there. I think actually there's an ebook there, sorry. But that was an ebook I put together from the um, first 25 episodes. So that, that that's technically on there and some affiliate <laughs> some affiliate code links. But yeah, I mean, um, I think I'm just more interested in engagement. So uh, a rating review helps the algorithm. So go ahead and do that. That would be much appreciated as it always is. Your feedback and your comments. And this week, we're going to do that on the Facebook group. And lastly, credit for the intro and outro music goes to Cedar and Soil. You can check him out at cedarsoil.com, my good friend and super talented musician. I think that's it. Happy 50th to Podcast Junkies. Thanks to you guys for sticking around. And I'm extremely excited about the next 50. It's going to be a fun ride. I've already got a couple recorded that I'm really excited about. So, and even more excited about the future ones that are just going to be just as good. So, oh, and before I forget, and my loyal listeners call me out on it, the listener retention hashtag is uh, hashtag PJ50, PJ for podcast chunkies, hashtag PJ50 if you made it this far. Uh, and you were along for the 50th celebration of Podcast Junkies. Thanks, and have an absolutely fantastic week.